Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome back to the Challenge Battle, the XSU Rehab Podcast for episode 11. I am Brian Cohen. Here with me is my co-host, Allie Leisure. Allie, how are you? I'm okay. But for anyone who's been following the food news lately, there has been a Kraft macaroni and cheese recall within the week that I said I ate Kraft macaroni and cheese and today. Maybe so, the uh, president of Kraft macaroni and cheese listens to our podcast. No, fuck. Follow up, there is metal in the boxes of Kraft Mac and Cheese. Not my mac and cheese, hopefully, but <laughs> what are the odds, man? What are the odds? That's why you gotta stick to the, the real mac and cheese. Don't go for that uh, store-bought stuff. Well, you know what? I like a risk. I'm living my foot on the edge. <laughs> Maybe that'll be one of the challenges in the final. You have to eat the uh, mac and cheese with metal in it. Will Jenna eat Kraft Mac and Cheese without metal in it? I don't with think so. a thousand, I, I, With $100,000 on the line. I think Jenna only eats chicken nuggets, so that could be a problem. Um, from the corrections department, is this my correction or your correction? Probably mine, but <laughs> So last week, TJ clearly said that they were in the dome. There was no ambiguity, and thanks to everyone who pointed it out. Um, but at least I can blame it on my TV on cutting out. I'll blame it on the fact that I want that the episode ended at 12 o'clock that night, and I'm tired, and I don't fully remember how it ended. Listen, you, do, you don't need to blame it on anything. You do you. I'll blame you. You blame me. Yeah, you put that in my head. No, I said many times, we'll go back to the tape if you want. I won't promise that I will because then I have to do it. But um, (laughs) I said many times, I defer to you. My DVR crapped out. Is there anything that anyone said at the end of the episode? And you're like, I think there might have been something, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Maybe TJ definitively saying that there's no... I did say I thought the last sec- the last image of the episode was Banana saying no, Sarah, and like fading off in the black, and that was right. I just forgot before he said that, TJ said, so it'll be Bananas and Nani against Leroy and Naya in the dome. Well, you win some, you lose some. Yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, the present is a gift, or whatever. So let's just get into this week's <laughs> <laughs> So would this week's episode be history because it was in the past right so we'll get to well, this it was literally yesterday i don't know i just want to tell you that my notes like this episode are a complete shit show so this is the first time we've had to juggle multiple things happening in an episode usually it's like one plot point that we just belabor throughout this time i've had to like put questions into sections i'm so confused i'm gonna be flipping pages yeah like, i would i would say the the whole to be continued really caught up this episode because it just felt like the most disjointed of episodes of all the ones that have been affected by the to be continued especially was it just me or was the first i made a note somewhere in my notes that this is all 26 minutes into the episode like i just felt the beginning was so 
dragging. I get it. Like, I didn't need to see Sarah abused for 45 minutes until we get to a single challenge. I mean, normally on an episode of Challenge, you have a competition and an elimination. And here there was just the elimination that didn't happen until like 45 minutes into the episode. So, yeah, there was so much time for just them just talking and stuff, which is not normal challenge stuff. I remember last season seeing like two seconds of the house. Did they go to Chile last season? Am I remembering that right? Where they're like reading a book on Chile, and like that's the oh, one yeah, moment they, you they, see. It's like when they move. They this had, was like, a, a whole guy in, in the hotel room. They were in like a house or something, whatever. But this is like an entire episode of like behind, which would be cool in a way to see like a behind the scenes. But I feel like this whole episode could have been like one scene in the shit they should have shown episode. And then like, I mean, there would have been nothing else to show, I guess. But I was just like, yawn, z z z. Yeah, it was. I don't think they've ever really shown the, the challenge them exploring the new uh, locale as like a touristy type of challenge. It felt like I was watching the real world the way they were doing that. I don't think they've ever really done something like that. It makes me wonder how entertaining the final is because normally the final is at least like an episode and a half and here it's really just going to be just a straight one episode so that's got me a little concerned my head just exploded everywhere i'm gonna have to clean that up that's a huge mess oh my god wait i'm really upset now i didn't make that connection and i was talking at work someone i work with um who listens to the podcast um was asking me or we you're talking about the final and I was like you have no idea like at least last season like these finals are unbelievable like the way they make these amateurs like do things and from what we saw at the final like it already looked insane it's over days and yeah. now it's gonna be like a five minute blip and the rest is just gonna be like a clip to bananas crying like <laughs> backflash that he's not even there anymore I know I'm a, like I, I think the final is gonna be pretty good but I don't know I'm, I'm worried that it's just getting its own single episode but let's before we get all the way to the final you wanna jump back to the beginning of, of this one before we get too far out of the way yeah definitely but I also wanna say please don't tweet me I know I just said backflash instead of flashback okay go ahead <laughs> it's alright live and learn <laughs> Let's kick it off. So we, we started off with uh, Jordan trying to comfort Sarah in private after her uh, decision saying, you know, that you made the right move. I'm glad you were able to do this for us. This is what needed to be done. Uh, it would have been nice for him to say that initially in public, but I guess he, we'll get to that later. But I mean, this is basically be the th- this will be the theme of the first 30 minutes of Sarah having to defend uh, her move, sending in bananas over Jay and Jenna. Um. No, I agree with what you're implying about what we'll get to with Jordan, that my first reaction here was like this episode became like Jordan's redemption in a way, because the last episode of him just kind of like almost throwing Sarah under the bus in this quote unquote deliberation brought on by TJ. Um, And so I was really frustrated. And this moment in the episode, I was extra frustrated. Like he's saying like, oh, I'll stand with you. I'm like, you already had the opportunity to stand with her and you chose not to. But uh, he makes yeah. good on that potentially, but I was frustrated too. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get, yeah, because we'll get to that. And it's easily like, I mean, Jordan really let Sarah out hang, hang out to dry, but uh, I guess he just maybe just the initial shock of it all kind of just led him to do that, which makes me believe that, like we talked about last week, maybe they didn't really talk about what they were going to do beforehand, or if they did talk about it, their plan was to throw in Jay and Jenna, and Sarah kind of made a, a last second curveball. So I think I can think of. It's unclear. Uh, it's unclear, and I think a lot of it will remain unclear. Um, 
But what's not unclear? What's not unclear is, is everyone, <laughs> Naya and everyone else, their their uh, strong disdain for Sarah upon returning to uh, their Panama City hotel room, which kind of worked out perfectly for the producers that they were all in like an enclosed area that there was nowhere to hide. So uh, Sarah was a uh, public enemy number one for for everyone. Immediately, Naya goes for the look low-hanging fruit of things that aren't even real like sarah is not fat sarah is beautiful and naya goes the award for the sloppy lazy fat bitch like goes to and she's in her face like you are gonna die in the final then she goes and rests on her like oh jordan has a tiny penis that like he she's just so pathetic at this point i remember seeing her on portland being like wow she's just straight up crazy and mean and i was just too stunned by what she had to say to feel anything but stunned mm-hmm. but now i'm just like oh my god naya we get it like these are your cycled tired insults that are baseless and unfounded and you're just saying mean things just to say them it's just so i'm so i'm so sad for you naya i'm so i'm so sad yeah i mean all she has is like the same thing over and over again and once again it's like just let your performance do whatever talking you need to but the problem is lately outside of outside of really eliminations Nia's performance has not been good this season. You know, she did very well in her three eliminations, but, you know, she cost Leroy and her this past challenge. She quit the challenge before that, and she hasn't really done well, basically, in other ones. So all she has left is to try to, like, trash talk people of with utter nonsense. And it just comes it's, – it's frustrating. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to jump around here because, like, all of the topics just keep repeating themselves yeah. and then weaving it out. But, like, yeah, Jordan says that to her. Basically, like, you can't talk shit because you suck at challenges. And she's like, I can talk shit because I win eliminations. And it's like, well, you fail at the closest things that resemble finals. Like, I think we both agree, and it's overwhelmingly known, that the dome-style challenges are important to win to keep you in the game. But those aren't related to the final as much as some of the, like, endurance, swimming, puzzle, like, the, a lot of the stuff that occurs in the longer challenges. Right. Is that I mean, fair? Oh, 100% fair. Absolutely. And even Leroy calls her out on that, saying, you know, like, telling, trying to get her to calm down. And he's like, you know, you're the one who lost this one. Every other girl beat you in the house. You're the one is the reason why we're in this spot. And Naya has no, no defense. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go make fun of Sarah more. She's like, let me be mad. Let yeah. me be mad. That's what she says. And it's like, that's the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. <laughs> you need to not be mad. You need to calm down and realize you're in an elimination right before the final, the biggest elimination you could be in in the season. So you need to not be mad. The other thing that's pissing me off about Naya, first of all, is that she's a complete hypocrite because she's calling Sarah lo- lazy and like a coward or whatever to not throw in Jay and Jen and keep them to the elimination. Yeah. Naya's only mad because she wants the exact same thing. She just wants it sooner. Like, she wants the layup for herself in the elimination. So why isn't she a coward and lazy? Right, yeah. Why is why do you only need to go up against the best in the final? Why can't Naya prove herself by going up against the best in elimination? Now, yeah, that's a great point. And she's a hypocrite because, once again, like we discussed last week, she had this same situation a few weeks ago and chose the route to make it better politically for her and Leroy when they decided to vote in Zach and Jenna instead of Jenna and Jay. So both of them, even Leroy, to an extent, on like the after show, he was talking a lot of stuff to Sarah. And it's like, you had this same situation and you did what was best for your team. So you guys have no right to stand on. No leg to stand on. That was poor phrasing. No, it's just true. We're just so So upset. So, so upset that I can't even come up with the correct uh, terminology for stuff. 
The other thing that pissed me off about Naya that I couldn't, and maybe because I'm just so beaten over the head by everything that she said over and over again, I got to notice like details in what she was saying. She goes on this, like, Oh, you have a, a vagina you have a small penis like i have a bigger dick than you like you have a vagina you're a woman jordana he's she calls him it's like why are you putting yourself down as a woman to imply that he's weak so he's a woman like you're not saying anything about him like say he's lost challenges say like actual things if you want to put him down but you're only insulting yourself by just saying, oh, you're a woman, so you're weak. It was like the most mind-blowing thing I've ever seen to see a woman who values herself as a competitor and thinks that she's strong and independent and can kick ass. Mm -hmm. And then she's calling a man, like, you have a vagina, ha-ha, you're weak. Like, you actually have a vagina, and you're saying that you're powerful. So I just did not understand. That was like the stupidest, most demoralizing thing until she got to the slurs. That was obviously worse than that. But just to put down women when you are a woman trying to be strong was just so so sad it was it's sad it's depressing it's it's, it's a horrible look it's, it's not even it's like a bad look for the show that this is the type of stuff that happens and then yeah then we get to naya with allocation that jordan's gay that he's he, she's dropping slurs all over the place about his sexuality and it's just it's just like such a, a dirty spot and like a not i just for someone that, that you thought was your friend like you don't even come close to doing something like that even someone who's not your friend like you're on national television and this is the way you want to portray yourself like it's just an awful look for her all the way around let's um get into a little bit of bananas with sarah before we get into the yeah. whole because we have a lot of questions about the the Naya like real eruption but I mean we got like even her preliminary eruption was still so disgusting that we could probably talk about it for 45 minutes but it was non-stop and every every, everything made less and less sense as she kept talking so yeah there's a lot obviously the comparisons being made all over the place even before this episode aired of Bananas doing the same thing to Paula that Sarah did to him. And Bananas goes as far as to say she's a modern day Judas. Like, she's a modern day banana. <laughs> you know, I'm a big Bananas fan. I've always been a big fan, Bananas fan. This was probably the worst episode for him in really quite some time. He, did, he kept getting worse and worse and Was worse. it the worst episode for him, or was he a bad person this episode? I feel like that I was passive just, language. He could have just... He could have... All right, fine. He was a bad person this episode. It was not a good look for him with his treatment of Sarah, with his rationale for the game, and even his stupid argument with Jay, for that matter, was not exactly the best of looks for him, but that's later on. But it was just... He just sounded more hypocritical as he kept going on about trying to portray Sarah as this horrible person for making this move when he's really just pissed that it it happened to him like that's all it comes down to and all that matters is that he's going into the elimination move for the final and he's just really pissed and is really upset at Sarah and that's all it comes down to totally agree and we're gonna get into more on your feelings overall about bananas because a lot of people ask questions about that as though it's like Zach's former girlfriend like we were asking for responses from them people similarly asked I have like a whole segment ready for that. Oh um, but um, one thing that I want to that was a weird segue because it's not what I wanted to say but oh this one I want to ask you like what should Sarah have done like if I were to ask bananas this, like what would his everyone was saying like you were shady like bananas was like I should have just known where you stand kind of thing he even said in the after show like at least we were playing Rochambeau which only D-bags call it Rochambeau but, like <laughs> when you're playing 
rock, paper, scissors, whatever, any game. He said popcorn, I believe, was a game he said. Um, that you know at least what side you're on. And what did, like, did he want Sarah to say, like, if we win, I just want to let you know you're going to go in? Like, is that what he expected from her? I, I think so. I don't know. This is, this is what Sarah needed to say to Bananas. This is what she needed to say. She should have needed to say, look, for us, we need to make this move because there is a better chance of you guys beating us in a final than there's a better chance of you guys beating us in a final. So we need to get rid of you. For you, you could be loyal to us because there's still a pretty good chance that you would have beaten us in a final. So that's why you could take have the chance to throw in a Jay and Jenna because you'd still be a favorite in a final up against us. But for uh, for me and Jordan, we need to get rid of you. And I feel like if he, she says something like that, that's almost kind of like the survivor mode of buttering up a jury member where he might have been able to like use that to stroke his ego and it would make him feel better. That's Instead of Sarah saying this is a game, this is a game, the game, she needed to kind of pander to him a little bit. And I think that might have been able to calm everything down. So you're saying to say that after the fact, because I thought it seemed like, yeah. and I totally agree that there would have been better damage control, especially because she kept changing. Like she first just said, like, this is what you would have done. And then she said it was just a game. And then she said, like, the money's more. But like, I feel like she kept, she said something else in the after show that I didn't write down that like kind of changed her story a little bit of her reason. Oh, then we're not actually friends. So it's kind of like she kept changing from yeah. like, this is a game I wasn't betraying you to like, oh, we're not really friends anyway. I wouldn't have done it to my real friend. Whereas I see what you're saying, that she could have been smarter about her play. But I just think there's nothing she could have said to Bananas. He was just sour grapes and definitely not before. I mean, this is what we've been begging Jordan to do with all the deals is like, yeah, make a deal and then screw them. Absolutely. Especially for someone like Jordan that didn't really have a history with Bananas. Now, maybe, I don't know whether Sarah and Bananas really are friends. Maybe they're just challenge friends. It seems the way Sarah was talking in the after show, like you said, that they're really not that good of friends. So it's it's tough to even tell from that situation. But even if they are, like, decent friends, you're not just going to let a friend beat you for money. Like, they're not doing this for fun. Like, even if you're friends with someone, you're not just going to say, oh, here's your friend. Take an extra, what, $75,000, $100,000, whatever it is. <laughs> like, that, I don't know many friends that are just willing to give their other friend $100,000. I know, personally, I'm not. Remind me not to be friends with you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the extra money. So, just trying to move with the show, although, basically, they just gave us, like, three disjointed scenes all mushed together but in the middle they fly to norway <laughs> take it to the mini bar going to norway was anyone else shocked that the only day they discovered the tickets in the mini bar was because tj texted them to look in the mini bar and they didn't already look in the mini bar to get drinks i was no, stunned there's by that. no there's zero chance that even they always laugh even when someone's like we just got a clue like leroy is like who's it from it's like it's a total joke. Like the producer knocks on the door and hands them a phone. <laughs> They're not sitting there with access to a phone that gets text messages from TJ. Like I don't even know why they the still case. use the phone. They, they used to do it because T-Mobile was like yeah, a sponsor. Was a, was a sponsor yeah. We just got a clue on our T-Mobile sidekick. That is now 1999 <laughs> at your local Sprint store. So uh, anyway, yeah, there's like a producer walked in, put the things in the mini bar and then said, here's your clue from TJ and walked out. And then Nani said, we just got a clue. <laughs> yeah, and they are off to uh, Norway. And do you know where Norway is, Allie? I was going to say, were you surprised that Nani said that and not Jenna? <laughs> maybe, maybe Jenna asked Nani where it was and they, Nani wasn't sure. So she spoke up to ask. That's, that's a possibility. But who's the president of Norway? <laughs> it's better to ask who's the president of Texas. Um, was it Wyoming? Well, Wyoming. I was just picking Corrections. Immediate 
corrections department. Hey, you know, she's the president um, of all states, so I, I'm, I'm good. I'm in the That's fair. Um, question here. Are Jenna and Jay, are the producers trying to set up Jenna and Jay for a win here to like seem that they're potentially a candidate where they're having these moments where Jay is like, I would love to just put them in the I hate the phrase layup. Like I would love to show them. And then Jenna says something else that's kind of like winner edity. I'm not suggesting that they have a win. I've said it, but I'm asking why this moment's included in this episode. They're, Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think they're also setting them up for a, a not finishing edit because, like, right before the final, they said, oh, well, of course we're going to finish the final. Absolutely. So they're kind of, like, hedging their best here. They're, like, setting them up for a miraculous win or what everyone is expecting of them to bow out, like, 20 minutes in. So they got all their bases covered. But I, I just don't see them quite... Like, they didn't perform poorly in any of the challenges... Like, so, so poorly. I mean, they didn't lose anything. So, if, like, I kind of feel like if Devin can do it, unless they're medevaced, like, unless someone's straight up medevaced. Like, who knows? I, I would say this there's a much, 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 much more likely scenario where that ends in them quitting than them finishing even second. So, well, fighting words. What if, what if someone else is medevaced? Like, what if a spider bites Leroy <laughs> and then by default, I don't know. Maybe then they fly in west to be with Teresa again. God. Um, I will admit that this big dinner, so if anyone's not watching this show, honestly, you probably shouldn't listen to the podcast this week because it's so hard to keep up with everything that happened this episode and the order it happened. And so I'm sorry for the shit show we're providing here. <laughs> but so they're at like a whole banquet table and Sarah is being really annoying. She's like, oh, this wine is so good. This is so good. Like, I would be pissed at her, too, and I actually like her. But to be fair to her, I have to imagine they're not getting, like, the best of food options in their in their little house out there. I don't, from all I hear, the food is really not that good in the challenge house. So I think she really is just enjoying the food and wine. And as Sarah's a very enthusiastic person, so she's going to enjoy all their spoils. I just think... Set it and forget it, man. To all my people who I did follow, who tweeted at me, and by all, like, three people tweeted at me combined about Stan and said it and forget it. But, I mean, just shut up. Not in this situation. I think she should defend herself when she's being attacked. But if you're at dinner with people who are facing elimination tomorrow, just be quiet and eat your dinner. Were you expecting there to be a separate side meal for Leroy and I of fried chicken? <laughs> no, but I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was freaking up here, too. No, I thought it was funny. Uh, but for the losers, like a loser, like a last <laughs> supper for the yeah. losers. Um, yeah, then we get what you're talking about, which is like the tension-filled tourist session, which was boring. Very boring and very just out of place. I, I, I can't remember them ever exploring a city. It, it felt like a challenge version of the rites of passage. <laughs> was just like going through. I was waiting for the, the torches of their fallen comrades and they could say things about uh, Simone and JJ and Adam and Brittany and all of them. Except none of them are self-aware enough to provide any sort of reflection. <laughs> uh, I, I almost like, I started to think about who was on the season. I can't, I totally forgot Dustin and Jess were on the season. So that would, that would Thank God. You, like, what a relief to yourself that you forgot about them. It was a great One few th- moments. One thing I got from this is just, like, I'm so mad at Nani for making me hate her so much. Because, like, I liked Nani coming into the season. Maybe when I listen to our preview podcast, I don't feel that way. I don't remember. But for my, my thoughts is that I liked Nani prior to, the, like, the last the episode where she came back and was just so insufferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. 
No, no, I was just going to say, and so, like, I'm pissed at her because this episode is so boring. They have, like, a little scene where her and Jenna go out or whatever, but it's like I'm even hating this episode at this point even more just because seeing Nani on the screen is bothering me. So I resent Nani for making that the case. It almost feels like for Bananas and Nani, their their games are hurt by re-entering. Like, at least their perception of them from fans is, is now hurt because of how kind of badly they've behaved, I guess. I can't think of a better word in, these, in the couple episodes since they've been back. So it may have just been better for them when they were eliminated. They just, they just got eliminated. I mean, yeah, less could have been more for them. But, I mean, Bananas will always have his army. And, honestly, he's being a crybaby, but it's not to the point where, like, I wasn't mad as mad at him for this as I was for, like, the way Teresa harassed Nani in the beginning or the way that Naya harassed Jordan and Sarah. Like, there was, I mean the way that at least bananas is clinging to game. Like I don't agree with him at all, but he's not saying, I mean, forget the after show, like in the episode, he's not saying like, you're a fat, lazy bitch. Like he's saying you betrayed me. So like, at least that's watchable in a a little bit of it. I mean, it went on too long and I really would have liked his perception months afterwards to have been different like the fact that he's still just as angry is really upsetting but at least in the episode he's watchable compared to some of the vicious attacks like zach like i'd rather see bananas back next season than zach yeah because at least yeah at least what bananas was saying was game relevant not just personal ridiculous shots which is like you said a little better to say but then um they go back to the hotel room and the plastics continue to make fun of Sarah within earshot. It's just like so sad, like yeah, it's ridiculous. And and this is really where Jordan, like you said, Jordan starts to earn back, I think, a lot of good gracious by really starting to stand up for Sarah here when he really calls out Naya for saying, like, you know, you can't talk crap for when you quit during challenges and you can't quit during a final. And again, Naya has no defense, so she starts calling out ridiculous claims and doing stupid stuff and then Eventually grabs his, uh, or touches his, uh, nether region. Oh, you jumped, man. You jumped. Wasn't that all in, like, um, one segment? No, we had a question, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not new questions coming. Actually, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, Leroy, like, kind of foreshadows it, saying he's worried that Naya's gonna hit someone and get them sent home. And then, yeah, Naya grabs his, uh, small, allegedly small penis. And is this worse or as bad as what Vinny did to Mandy? For anyone who needs a recap, Mandy was wearing, like, a shirt that tied in the back. And when they were out one night, Vinny, who was Sarah's partner at the time in X's One. Was that X's One? Yeah, yeah. X's One. And he un- untied her shirt, revealing her breasts to the world, to the club. And then got him and Sarah sent home for sexual harassment. It's not funny. This <laughs> situation's funny. not funny. But I'm just laughing because I did, like, a little display move with my left hand to, like, serve the world when I said breasts. So that's why I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at sexual harassment. That's never okay. Not, never. Um, but yeah, what's, what's, go ahead. Sorry. I I think they're, I think it's kind of equal. I don't know. I can't, I don't know what, I I don't think anyone, anything is that drastic difference. I don't know. They're pretty similar, uh, acts, I would say. I think I wrote this question before I knew that Naya goes home for it. Cause I think I was just like MTV, like, look, is this better or like, is this the same? So I can't be mad because she went home. But, um, Jennifer O'Hara says never had a problem with Johnny bananas before, but his encouraging for Naya was too much. Bananas, Naya, Nani and Leroy all came off looking bad. My opinion is like the only person who came off looking good from this episode is Zach. Like he's so lucky this episode happened because 
this is now the talk of the town. Right. What a dick that was. But my question is, what do you think of how is bananas implicated in Naya's treatment of Jordan and Sarah? Because Naya comes in and is like, oh, tell me to stop. And bananas is like, please don't stop. Oh, my God. Keep going. It's, it's, it's he just looks petty he just looks like someone who just is really butthurt that is in the situation and he just he just he just looks really petty and bad and just again he's just like instigating like these pointless uh childish fights and he just he just this is not a good look for for bananas at all i feel like i said this in the episode where zach's making the comments about women and there are like people that are being silent like the only thing for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing and that's kind of what happens here is like the rest of the plastics are laughing at regina and uh you know oh keep it up keep it up like somebody here should have stepped up like where and jordan did try a little bit so i you know he was coming back to me in this episode but like why is nani allowing the treatment of another woman to be like this when she was just treated so horribly by another woman you know what i mean like i feel like she was just a victim of this kind of thing and bananas when asked if he should stop harassing someone and abusing them he says no keep going so and Leroy is just sitting there I mean he's trying to stop her but it's for his own selfish reasons because he just wants to not get kicked out yeah I mean once again shows that basically all challenge fights are immediately forgotten the second you sober up and have a good night's sleep because Nani and Naya were ready to kill each other a couple days ago and now they're joining together laughing and mocking Sarah. And if this season continued for a couple more weeks, I bet there's a situation where Sarah would be with Naya, like in some other situations. Just this is just the way these like a lot of these people are that the second there's a new person to attack, they can all gang together and point at them. That's the way it goes. That's fair. Um, unfortunately no but what when you were bringing up so then we get to the point where Naya like drops the gay slurs and I thought Jordan's reaction to this the way that him and Sarah I mean Sarah just sat there kind of stunned but the way that Jordan handled this with Naya was amazing to me and like part of it thing me thinks that that's when they like stop being alcohol fueled like this is how normal people react to a situation but this even for normal people was pretty strong so Naya saying like oh you make out with dudes and she's and Jordan playfully is like, that's only on Tuesdays. Like, this is how somebody who's actually not homophobic would respond. Right. Like, yeah, if I wanted to make out with dudes on Tuesdays, I make out with dudes on Tuesdays. OK, next. Like, what's your next thing, Naya? And then that clearly sets her off. So she escalates it. If she can't take him down with the first thing, she'll move to the next thing. And she calls him a gay slur. And even Jordan's reaction to that was so amazing. First of all, when someone calls you something like any sort of racial or homophobic slur, it's a, I mean, you're immediately not going to be mad about it. You're immediately going to be like, oh, you're an idiot for doing that because you're right. you're horrible. But when he's like, okay, so now it's a hate crime. Like, yeah, if I'm gay, now now it's a hate crime. <laughs> like, that was amazing. He's lawyered her. I just thought the way Jordan handled this. And then he's like, oh, I thought you have a lot of gay friends. Like, I thought you're huge in the gay community to, like, bring it back to her. Right. And for Naya, there's nothing that says like you're a supporter of equality than to completely stereotype a marginalized group like she's like oh they love me they love me like yeah like let's call every group of like every single person they like and then she's tweeting like my gays texted me like oh okay like you're really one for equality everyone's the same thanks thanks Naya. I mean, like you said, Jordan was was great in the situation. Jordan, as we know, is, is certainly has a quick temper, and he could have easily have flipped out, and this could have situation could have turned very badly. But he 
stayed calm. He was making jokes. He was able just to let Naya... When you let someone like Naya just keep going and going and going, it makes them look worse. And if you just sit there and laugh and just stare at them like they're complete lunatics, you look in the better. So that's exactly what happened. Jordan looked good. Naya continued to look worse and worse and worse and worse. Uh, Jeremy Hamilton wants to know, Jordan mentioned that he wanted Naya in the final because he didn't think she would finish. Do you think this may have been why he didn't react more strongly to her offensive actions in the moment? Did he know it was grounds for expulsion but downplayed it to try to keep her around to get rid of Banana Zanani? I don't think so. I think he was just trying to not escalate the situation to make it worse. I mean, I don't think he thought that what Naya did was going to get her was going to get her kicked out. If you, even when Naya got kicked out, they didn't even think she was going to kick that. So I don't think they thought that was what was going to happen. Yeah, Jordan made, like, somewhat of a comment that he was, like, sexually harassed. Like, he made some comment in a confessional that led me... That was, like, the first part where I was like, oh, maybe she's going to get kicked out. But right. I don't think in the moment you were... Th- like, this was almost like a crisis situation, right? You're just dealing with four psychopaths who are attacking you, and you're just going to deal with it the best you can and not... I don't think there was, like, a strategic move made by anyone in this situation. But... I also think Jordan said that in the challenge, in the elimination, like, oh, it would have been better for Leroy and Naya to be in the final with me. But he didn't want Bananas and Nani to go home. Like, he was going to put in Jay and, and Jenna's against Naya and Leroy. So I don't know that he would have been this calculating when in game move he wasn't even that calculating. Yeah, and yeah, he couldn't have known that if Naya kicked out that they would be replaced with someone that, yeah, he could have thought Leroy would have just been sent home. So, yeah, they know their game plan was... Naya and ben- and I and Leroy to knock out Bananas and Nana. So yeah, I don't, he couldn't be thinking all these steps ahead about what might happen. And then TJ shows up at the hotel, which is a dream scenario for me, but a nightmare for anyone on the challenge. I really seeing TJ outside of like a dome situation must be like seeing a teacher outside of school. It's got to be so feeling so out of place. Um, I can't relate to that because my mom was a teacher in my middle school. So oh, there you go. Oh, I live with a teacher outside of school. You know, middle school problems. Okay. <laughs> I feel like playing parents just to understand by Will Smith right now, but I, I will resist. Um, Naya, get your stuff and come with me. Get all your stuff. <laughs> Pack it all up. Let's go. And it was very weird. They all thought that this was part of the challenge. I kind of thought it was part of the challenge. I thought they might be playing like an extreme game of hide and go seek or something like that. I don't know. They, no one really knew what was happening. And I'm not sure why they played it off like this, even to begin with. It was bizarre because you, I mean, there was no part of me that thought this was part of the challenge, but I did think it was weird because they normally eject someone in front of everyone. I don't know if it's different because they were in Norway or what the deal was. If they, maybe they weren't, maybe they just wanted to remove her immediately, but they weren't sure if they could get Teresa to fly in or not. So they ejected Naya and then waited to tell them if Leroy was going to come in or not to give them a few days to fly in Teresa. I think that's, I think that's definitely it. I think. I just. I, I was going to up with that now. Perfect. I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I think they were ready to remove Naya, and they were like, all right, we're not going to kick Leroy out yet, and we're not going to say Leroy as a partner yet because we need to figure out if we can turn Teresa's plane around to get her back here. I have to give one of my colleagues, Michael Cohen, credit for that because literally <laughs> – First of all, I said colleagues, like I, well, but literally today he was like, oh, they flew Teresa in for that. I was like, what do you mean? She just went home. Like maybe they didn't fly her home yet. And he was like, they're in Norway now. But with that inspiration, I could deduce that Teresa had to say yes and then get a ticket and fly. Um, Yeah. Then they made sure there was a spot on the plane. They added, there was all that, all that stuff probably leading into why uh, Naya was in hiding for a day and a half, two days. 
Oh, this is when I wrote in my notes, this should not be 24 minutes into the episode. Nothing has happened. Like half the episode has now gone by. And basically all that happened is constant harassment, a trip to Nore, and then Naya gets bounced for no reason. Like, we don't know why. Yeah. Or we, don't, we know why, but we don't know if she got bounced. Exactly. And then we get uh, the little Bananas and Jace uh, scuffle. I very... literally wrote yawn in my notes, so you can <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I mean, That's all I wrote. Jace and Bananas are fighting. Yawn. They're fighting <laughs> because Bananas is once again being salty and says, you know, I should be resting up for the final on these two idiots. <laughs> because she'd be preparing and Shay's like why am I an idiot but Adam's like just shut up and Shay's like no why am I an idiot it was a funny situation it was like one of those like uh, weird fights between like a big guy and a little guy it's like hey why, why are you picking up me Mr. Duck guy <laughs> it, was, it was comical I, I found that fight amusing I found your impression of it quite amusing. So anytime you want to talk about Jay, that's the only time I want to hear about Jay is if you're going to do that impression. The voice. I mean, that's the way Jay The feels. Mighty Mouse impression. <laughs> that's who he is. He's Mighty Mouse. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go far as to say Mighty. This was what was insane to me is then they go out to the, the one club in Norway and they still don't know what's happening with Naya. Like that's, that's the one part that I was entertained with throughout is just how far they go and they still have no idea what happened to Naya. <laughs> they're they're doing everything possible to keep them. I have to imagine they are thinking Nia is out of the game at this point. There's no way they're like, oh, this is still part of the challenge. That Nia is going to be deprived of being with you guys for a day and a half, but Nia will still be with you. This is just part of the challenge. Still, they have to imagine that Nia is out of the game, and then they're just going to wait and see for the, the elimination. What happens? Well, I don't know. You see later, like, Lyra is pretty casual at the bar. <laughs> Lyra is, the, like, recruiting the bartender for the challenge is one of the funniest moments I've seen on the challenge. Maybe she, she should be challenge eligible. She's, Some random-ass white dude came in and took my girlfriend. I think, she's, I think she got as much airtime as some of the skeletons did for Real World, so she deserves to be on the challenge Ooh, as much as any of them. Burn, Brian, burn. That's how I roll. Um... Yeah, then there's, like, a fake scuffle between Nani and Bananas, like, oh, you shouldn't be drunk, I hope you feel like shit, okay, whatever. The most interesting thing to come out of this is that we find out that Nani craves granola bars and Reese's peanut butter cups when she's drunk. Those are not my drunchies of choice. Have we also ever discussed that Nani, who is pretty much a notorious partier, has to take shots by covering her nose? I actually thought, wow, what a good technique because I can't take shots. And I thought, maybe I'll try that. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try to hold the, the swim technique. It's just for someone like, like, Nani, like, drinks a lot. I don't think that's like a thing that I can't say. And she just can't, like, take a shot without covering her. It just felt so weird. I was trying to think of an analogy for it. I can't, I'm choking. I can't think of one, but it just felt bizarre to see her like that, not being able to, like, take a it's shot. It's like watching a dog on their hind legs, you know? There you go, sure. With, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, maybe that's why she can drink so much is because she uses that technique. Maybe it's, you know, cause it's and effect. all in the hips. Because she doesn't use a chaser, and she's taking shots of tequila, and I was just like... Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. So you do, you Nani. Reese's peanut butter cups and, and granola bars. Not what I would be reaching for, but I also love the shot of actually witnessing someone passing out on television. So that was pretty cool. Did I miss that? Did she just like pass there was out? Like a, I think either she passed out or she came really close because there was a shot with her just like talking, and then her eyes just like <laughs> falling back and her mouth like opening up, and she just drops back. It's, it's really funny. So 
Then we travel to Elimination, still no side of Naya, and we get TJ saying, I had, like, personally, like, he did all of these things. Right. I had to take Naya out of the house. She crossed line physically. She's out of the game. And then this is, like, what always bothers me is, like, they always drag things out. So, like, the way that any TJ ever delivers news is, like, if you don't have a partner, you can't compete. So, commercial. <laughs> Lucky for you, you have more than one ex. He's like, it's just like, they even do this when they're going to go home. They always say, like, your partner got eliminated. And if you don't have a partner, you can't compete. You're going to go home. <laughs> it's, just, it's always like that. It's so frustrating. That's what they do. It's like American Idol will reveal who's going home after the break. So we have a ton of questions about this because this was crazy. So, like, Teresa comes in. Okay, first of all, most importantly, Judere Almario says, am I the only one who thinks it's awkward that Teresa still has her gray jersey? Yes. Production not have printed an orange one for her to wear. It's ridiculous. I don't even not just those, those jerseys. There's no way those jerseys are that crazy to me. Just take an orange jersey and just like scotch tape Teresa on the back. Yo, it's like, so weird. Crab, arts and crafts have graduated. You can print from your computer iron on letter. It's ridiculous. You have like two days. <laughs> He had two days to make a jersey with a, with her name on the color of an orange Under Armour shirt. They couldn't even do that? That's ridiculous. I think, if anything, it's just opening the door for more criticism that if you, like, watch them run the challenge in two different shirts, like, if you... That... Actually, what happened? Do they run the challenge in two different shirts? I didn't notice Teresa's shirt in the helicopter and stuff. I don't even know. A lot of the times, they're wearing so much, like, body armor protection because yeah. they're, like, scaling mountains and stuff. They can't <laughs> even wear their jerseys. Regardless, I thought I was, like, I was, like, wow, that's really awkward that she's still wearing the West shirt. I think they should have, like, dropped their buffs and gotten a new, new buff. <laughs> they should have a final buff. That would be kind of cool. Um, okay. Keith Davis. Teresa's only won one elimination ever prior to her return, and her only final was as a replacement. Does she really deserve to be in the final if she can't keep herself in the game by earning her way to it? Fair point. I think, um, I would say this season she did kind of earn her way there. She got, her and Wes kind of got screwed over a bit by the twist, but, I mean, them the breaks for this season. But I just think she's a good enough competitor that, I mean, I, don't, I guess, I don't know if deserves really the right word because you do no one really deserves anything you get what you get but it's just i'm just happy to see her in a final because i think she could perform well i think i really hedged my bets here by saying i wasn't going to put an asterisk because it's just the rules of the game so the way and i'm not saying i get credit for a prediction if leroy and Teresa win because i said wes and Teresa, but i'm just saying like in general it's just you only can play by the rules. Like, it's not Teresa's choice. It's not anyone else's choice. It's what the producers decide to do. So if you make it to the end through what the producers decided to do, then you were rightfully in the final. Right. I have to say, though, that Teresa coming in, I don't like either the fact that Panama Zanani came back or that Teresa is coming back, but it does make it feel a little bit more wrong. Right. Yeah. Like it kind of evens it out that Teresa came back for crap and Bananas and Ani came back through a crap. Like they both had a loophole situation and they both had like enough time. Like it's almost like if Teresa wins like a vindication for Wes in a little bit of a way. Mm-hmm. And like Teresa sending that Nani and Bananas home is like a little bit. We'll get into it. Sorry. But I just think that if anything, I don't like either. I would rather none of them be the situation. I'd rather Leroy go home, probably. But since there was exile, this seems fair. What now, do you what do you, no, I agree. But what do you think of this? Of how this played out? Do you think this is the best snare that they should have done with 
after Naya goes home, are you happy with how they handled it? Well, we have a ton of questions from the listeners, so I'll let them, All right, let them ask answer them. that. Well, I'm actually going to ask you then. I'm going to answer your question <laughs> with a question from a listener. All right, perfect. Um, one thing, just two funny lines that happened, though. I was dying when TJ's like, you guys know Teresa, right? <laughs> I was crying. That's why we love TJ. And then Leroy's like, best. hooking up with Teresa is going to help me win some money. So we're pretty much even. <laughs> As though it's worth $125,000 to have hooked up with her. Like, she owes him that debt. <laughs> anyway, all right. I will make good on my promise and read the listener comments. Question for a question. Alex Panda Moran says, historically, when one partner is sent home, they only bring a replacement in if it's very early in the season. Do you think they brought back Teresa this time just because it was so late in the season, i.e. right before the final elimination? Um, And then he also has a follow-up question or a different question I think is related because either is it because it was so late in the season or if the most recently eliminated girl is not an ex of Leroy's, does he get kicked off the show? I think there's just so many factors that come into this. I think you don't want to send someone home this late and then like immediate have a team immediately just automatically go into the final. I think that plays a part. I think I don't even think just because Teresa just went home that matters. I think it's just Teresa's availability to come back that plays a factor. I think there's a factor of this. Does Leroy have another X from this season? Is another factor. Uh, there's so many different things that it's just kind of like a perfect storm that played out for Lee Ray to get another partner. So I think all that kind of just played into how this wound up. We'll get into like history, but what would you have done? If, what would you have thought if Lee Ray went home? I, th- I think it would be very, I would feel very unsatisfied that we didn't get an actual elimination before the final. I would, I would have upset. thought fine because it's unfair in a way, but it's a team challenge. And if you're going to let your partner, I mean, Leroy tried, but if you're going to let your partner do her thing and not ask bananas and Ani to help you quell her, like to calm her down, like not that he could control her, but just in general, it's a partner mm-hmm. thing and your partner's in the house and your partner's in the game. And if your partner, I think MTV in general, there is inconsistency with this is frustrating. Whereas they should That's have a policy where, and we'll get into the details of that, but they should either have a policy where you go home if your partner goes home or you get a replacement if your partner gets a replacement. It shouldn't matter when in the game it is, how far that other person went. Like, what if they brought Jemmy, <laughs> Jemmy in because of that, like, alleged hookup they had in the beginning of this season? <laughs> right. Now, what about a scenario? Someone's supposed to suggest this to Twitter on me that uh, what if you just had Leroy go up against Bananas and the winner gets Nadia as a partner in the final? I mean, that's just insane. Like, maybe, like, okay, like, that's a fine idea. But just in general, like, there's no precedent for that. And that would just be insane. Like, I could see you and I talking about that. Like, that was the stupidest thing we've ever seen on TV. But was there really ever precedent for this, bringing someone back who was eliminated to be a partner with someone else? I don't think this the is The only reason before. that it's a precedent is because this was Battle of the Exiles and Bananas and Nani came back. Like, that's the only reason I think this particular decision makes sense. I don't even... I didn't even think until Alex raised it that it was she was the most recently eliminated girl who also happened to be Leroy's ex, who also happened to be awesome, whatever. Like, if this wasn't Battle of the Exiled, I wonder what would have been done here. But here we have that's what Nick you- Nick Sabetta said. Is it possible they brought back Teresa just because or because of possible backlash from the Exile twist? I don't like, think that, Matt. I don't think that played a part. 
I agree that I don't think that was the reason, but I do think that that helped me swallow the pill. Would you have been okay if they said, Leroy and I are going home and here come Wes and Teresa and now they're in the elimination against Bananas and Nani? So, um, yeah, Gregory so many, Contreras. There's so many different scenarios they could have done for this. Well, let's work it out. Gregory Contreras said, do you think it would have been a good idea if the show also sent Leroy home and instead brought back Wes and Teresa to face off against Banani, seeing as they were the only team who didn't get to compete in exile? I would not have been complaining about it on the podcast. I don't know that I think that would have been the best move. Like, I'm not an MTV producer. Like, I don't make split-second decisions when things happen like this. But I think that would have been good TV. I think it would have been the elimination that we should have seen 10 years ago. And I think that it wouldn't have been a huge backlash. I mean, what do you think? I kind of think it makes more sense for the game than what they did. I mean, there's just, they, they've had people replace people as partners, but never with someone else who's already in the game. And I know this was already exile. So they kind of got a, a free pass with that, that they can do something like that. But I kind of think it would make more sense if they just said, Leroy, I'm sorry, but now you have to go. But Bananas and Nani, we're not just going to give you a spot in the final. You're going to have to earn it. And here come your opponents. And it just so happens the team who was just eliminated, and it's Wes and Teresa. Especially because they were the one team, especially because that was the elimination right after Exile. So, yeah, it makes, like, perfect sense for them to become the team that comes back. Right. They could have said we're going to have one last battle of the Exiled and made it like that. I think that would have been fine. I honestly think what they did was fine for me in terms of, like, I'm satisfied with it. I think Naya needed to go home. And I think to just have like the alternative, say they weren't going to bring Wes and Teresa back like a whole other team, the alternative of just sending Leroy home and having those three go to the final. I mean, I would have been fine with it, but it's better to just see another elimination for me. Like you just said that. So like, I, I agree. Like the alternative is better. So I think this was fine. I think the Wes and Teresa thing would have been like mountain blowing. We would have been like jumping out of our skin. But what did happen, I, I'm okay with. And I'll say this. This is a point in the production doesn't rig things for Bananas book. Because if they wanted to rig it for Bananas, they could have just sent Leroy home and put Bananas in a final. So totally I, fair. Think, I think that could be stricken from the record now. Um, Vincent Cloud, no one has had a replacement teammate since Gauntlet 3, which is corrected later, but, and Leroy has now had two replacement partners. Is it crazy to think that production might have favorites? I like Leroy, we all do, but I still have to mention it. P.S. Everyone gets a second chance except Wes. Um, Gregory Contreras commented on that. P.S. I love when you guys comment on each other's posts. It's like my favorite is reading that. Um, um, Gregory Contreras, Cook got Kara as a place, replacement partner, um, on Rivals 2, so that just updates the information. Right. And then Jeremy Hamilton added that Sarah got screwed twice with Vinny and Trichelle. So, right. is it possible that production plays favorites? Is it possible that production does it based on situate, totally situational, who's available, how far into the game is it, how early in the game is it, or is it based on, do you have an ex or a rival, or don't you? I don't want to sound like a cop out, but I think it's just really just all those things factored into one. I don't. I think they treat everything by a case by case basis. I think if someone who isn't as important to the game loses their partner in like the second or third episode, I think they go home. I think if it's a big name person who they don't want them to leave, I think they try really hard to get someone to stay. I think if someone in the middle, they'll try to see if they can figure something out, and if they do, they keep them, and if they don't, they send them home. But then why do you think, like, Mike came back on Rivals? Like, first of all, that was complete crap because Mike was was not a rival for Leroy. Like, so that's the thing is, like, 
TJ phrases it in this episode, like, oh, you're lucky you have another ex. So here comes your other ex, Teresa. And that would be, that would hold up in terms of at least Sarah with Trichelle. Like, who else is Sarah's rival? Unless you want to count, like, Kenny or Bananas in, like, early seasons where she was just, like, crying and dejected. Or is it, who's your other ex? Like, Sarah really didn't hook up with that many people and she was with Vinny. So, okay, fine. It's only if you have another person who fits the challenge who can come back. But then where do you explain Mike and Leroy? I can't. That's, like, the weird exceptions to this rule. Or even Cara and Cook, were they... Did they really have a ten? I mean, the obvious thought is Leroy and Michael were like best friends. I don't. I I really have no, no logical reason for when they give someone a partner and when they don't. I really there there is no rhyme or reason for a lot of this stuff that they do. There really I, isn't. I really think it's just what would benefit them. What do they think would make good TV at the moment? Like if they feel like it's expendable to cut Sarah both of the times, fine. If they think that. In this situation, bringing back Ter- Teresa was genius as opposed to just cutting them. Yeah. I think to have that Nani-Teresa battle was kind of genius. I don't know why they brought Mike back with Leroy. Like, to me, that made no sense. Because wasn't that Leroy's rookie season? That was his rookie season, yeah. So it's not even like he was all of a sudden like a big-name person. Yeah. No, Unless they had too. awesome challenges planned and they needed another week of, like, competition and they were more prepared for the other season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, someone had already gotten cut or whatever. Like, for their scheduling. Like, you really think in this situation, MTV has no rules and just does what they think is best. At least that's the thing, though. They've never really set a precedent. So whenever they do something, you can't say, oh, this goes against whatever. Like, at least they're like, we can do whatever the hell we want. So you can't question us because we do, we pick and choose how we please. So if they're, I guess they have that going in their favor. Um, Jillian Talley wants to know, who would you guys have liked to see come back and be Leroy's partner? I think Teresa was the perfect choice. So I'm, uh, I mean, I think Teresa would definitely have been better over Jemmy. So, uh, yeah, I think they got that one right if they were going to bring someone back. Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> that was just picking choose the random people. Let's just bring Laurel to have her join for the final. Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I, I, I said they should bring back Mike. That was one of my tweets. Yeah, I know. I think this is the obvious decision. Um, Andrew Kirk wants to know just curious, Brian, with Teresa coming back and Niall leaving, did it help? your fantasy league status or hurt it? And in addition to this question, I just want to know how much have your fantasy league points been suffering by the lack of exciting activities on this season? It's been a fairly low scoring season. A lot of the points are really just winning challenges and eliminations and stuff like that. There's been no uh, hooking up points the entire season, which is disappointing. Uh, Seriously, coming back didn't really do much, but Naya getting kicked out was a a major pull for Percy and Naya. That was worth a lot of points getting kicked out, so... No, I was but not superstar. as much as winning the challenge. How much? Like, what if they? She came in second place. Uh, second place is fifty points. And how much is getting kicked out? hundred. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean getting like ejected from the game? Yeah, like actually getting kicked uh, out. Okay, I thought you meant like just going home. No, no, like, no, like literally, <laughs> literally getting kicked out is hundred points. So who's? Do you have anyone left? Uh, I just team? have I just have Jordan. Uh. So sorry. Yeah, uh, remember Teresa was who else was on the person who had Teresa's team? Uh, I can't remember offhand. Come there's on, one, man. There's, You're one, there's one person who's definitely going to win because he has he's, he has all the bases covered. He has Sarah, Leroy, and Jenna. So he's got that's first, amazing. Second, and, third. and was yeah. Jenna his last pick? Yeah, Jenna was his last round pick. <laughs> and so Jenna hooked up with Zach. Or do you only give sex points? Do you not give? Kiss no, points? we give we give kissing points. But so no. Jenna might be like an awesome. Jenna's, Jenna's been solid. She's in solid. She's probably the best last round pick in the history of the challenge. Uh, yeah, I think I can't think of, I'm trying to think of other crazy moments. Yeah, probably. 
Um, okay, so then Teresa shows up just in time to compete in elimination round. What do you think of this X battle? Terrible name, good challenge. Uh, it was basically the same exact elimination they did in one of the Battle of the Exiles, the right. one they uh, with Benaz and Nani beating Adam and Brittany. It was very either it was, that was very similar where they were each holding on to something and they had to rip it out from their partner's hands. That They've was also the one done where Nani, it. Nani won that one in like three seconds over over Brittany. So they've also done this in like a full scale dome before too, but just with a ring. I'll say that that's also what I like this. Don't get me wrong. This elimination, might, I think, might have been my favorite of the season, but it felt just so out of place with it just being out in the middle of nowhere. I really missed the dome atmosphere with like the bright lights and the at night and all the production that goes into the dome with it just being out in the field. It felt very like very low budget, very low, uh, low, low key. That didn't bother me, but I understand what you're saying. I think you tweeted that and I looked at tweets after I watched the episode. So I, I didn't think it watching it, but I respect your opinion afterwards. I was like, Oh, I didn't even notice that. Um, These are things that I noticed. But so Leroy and Bananas have a good... I mean, both of the heats are really good in my opinion. I think it's hilarious that Leroy is like, breaker effing on. <laughs> but I was really frustrated here. I had rooting difficulties because I was really rooting for Teresa only because Nani recently sucks so bad, but I hate what Teresa did to Nani, so, like, my life is really hard. What was so bad about Which is because her kicking her in the face. No, I mean, in the beginning of the season, like, total recency bias here, the way I hate Nani, but, like, oh, Teresa okay. was terrible. Oh, they the were both season. pretty awful people throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I mean, we're going to have a question about how Teresa and Nani do dirty, but basically, Teresa... Leroy edges Banana out, and then Teresa, it seems like, barely edges Nani out to get the X, and in a 2-0 to zero shutout, Bananas and Nani get sent home again. Gregory Contreras wants to know, in the past, during similar eliminations, TJ has separated competitors when things get a little dirty. Did you guys like how TJ let Nani and Teresa play dirty, and do you think Teresa and Leroy have finally lived up to their potential as competitors? I loved it. Let them fight. This is the last elimination for the for the final. Let them do whatever it takes. I mean, they were each doing stuff, too. It wasn't like just one person was doing stuff. I mean, I think Teresa was, like, kicking Nani. Nani was biting Teresa. Just let them do whatever it takes. I don't know. Kick to the face is nothing like a bite to the knee. So I think Teresa... I mean, I think we were undersold on the intervention. I'm going to hope that there actually was more intervention than was shown, and they only showed us the clips of when Teresa was allowed to apply pressure to her face. <laughs> I think in that situation, like Teresa was kicking her in the face. So Nani was like, okay, if you're going to use pressure instead of, cause you saw TJ interject a little bit and say no kicking. Mm-hmm. And then Teresa's just using force to like slowly force her knee into Nani's face. Like that's still just a slow kick. Um, so if Nani wants to bite her back in retaliation, for, I, I would say that Teresa fought the most dirty and first, um, I would like to see them not need to do that. I think that they could just muscle each other out and not need to resort to like, it would be like if Leroy or bananas were kicking each other in the grind. Like you don't need to do that. There's just kind of a level of, I don't know, like competitive spirit. Like there's just a level of competitive respect that should occur. Um, and I would hope that there was more intervention than we saw on TV and they just edited the most exciting moments for us. But yeah, that's fair. I, don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I was fine with uh, them doing whatever it takes. Well, I'm not going to say I had no problem with two girls kicking each other in the face and biting <laughs> Like, for my entertainment. Dance monkeys, like, uh, I don't know. We got them, the puppets on the strings. 
Overall, though, game changer, because we have a final three of Jay and Jenna, Leroy and Teresa, and Sarah and Jordan. I don't, aside from the fact that we couldn't have predicted Teresa and Leroy being a player, <laughs> I don't think there's any situation where we would have predicted this this group of people. No, this is the most mismatched final, probably since Battle of the Seasons, and even going, just because well, Battle of the Seasons was probably the most mismatched cast in the entire, in a very long time. This is just, there's a very... No star power feels like there's if it's a weird final setup, but I'm I'm actually really liking it. I think uh, the between the Leroy and Naya or Leroy and Teresa and Sarah and Jordan, I think that should be a pretty good battle. I'm and excited yes, for this. Leave Jay and Jenna. I think this. I think this is unpredictable. Honestly, if this challenge, if this season has taught us anything, it's don't count anyone out. We've seen the final. We'll talk more about it, but we we don't know. Oh, that Jay and Jenna don't have the ability to... I mean, the eating thing is going to be difficult. There's obviously a drinking of a gross item. But Jay and Jenna have not been that bad. And now that they've gotten... My biggest concern about Jay and Jenna were be literally just brute strength items. Like, Jay going up against Bananas in an elimination round where it's like the hall brawl when they have to run through each other. Like, that was my biggest concern for Jay and Jenna. The fact that they've gotten to a final... I mean, look at Jenna. I'm not comparing Jay and Johnny uh, Riley. I uh, would put Johnny Riley light years above Jay. I'm just saying, in general, Cy is for the final, doesn't behoove you. Like, Zach is a Thor and he sucked. So, I'm not saying that they, they would still be my third place pick, but I'm definitely not counting them out. Especially the way this season has gone, it wouldn't I wouldn't drop dead from seeing it, knock on wood. But, I'm not expecting it, but I wouldn't not put them in conversation. Alright. I Fair enough. I guess anything can. Anything, I'm just hanging my best. I just got here. Anything could happen. Crazier things I don't know have happened, but I guess they could happen. Uh, I'm writing Jay and Jen off personally, but you know what? If they if they finish seconds, I will give them all the kudos in the world. One thing I want to know: they're in their hotel room and they get a text again from their good pal TJ. Final starts in the morning, and they blurred nude paintings in the background wouldn't it have been easier for them to like taken down the paintings rather than blurred them did you notice that i saw them blurring the paintings now was it because they were nude paintings or because they couldn't like advertise the paintings like was there something on them they couldn't like get the rights to show maybe the leftmost looked like a body to me blurred but i didn't it, go i didn't go back i didn't go back look it's weird that it, no matter what the case why would they just not just take down the paintings i don't it's who knows what the challenge does um, oh, this is when Leroy said, who's it from? Sorry. I went off the notes. I went rogue, guys. Yeah, and I, right. I messed they up. always say, who's it from? Um, but, uh, okay, so Leroy, Teresa does her narrative of we're at a disadvantage because we haven't been working together the whole season, which I think is valid, but then we get Leroy's two cents, which is he's like, this final's ours to win. So what do you think? Do you think that this is going to be a disadvantage, or is this really, are they the top competitors? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's that big a disadvantage. I mean, it's not like Leroy. I mean, they, it's not like they don't know each other. Like, they have a history together. Like, they can communicate with each other. They're not, like, complete strangers. So, I, I mean, I guess it's a little disadvantage for them compared to someone like Jordan and Sarah, who have been working together all year. But I wouldn't, if they lose, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's because they, they didn't work together all year. I don't think that's going to be why they lose. It's tough because... I mean, Jay and Jenna are the only couple remaining now in the final who were actually a couple. Leroy and Teresa hooked up a little bit. Jay and um, Jordan and Sarah hooked up a little bit. Jay and Jenna dated for two and a half years. 
And it seems, so I think we'll really see just in terms of not who wins, but just working together. Like we'll see that come to a front, a forefront. Um, But in terms of, I think it's a huge advantage to have already worked together. Like Sarah and Jordan worked out their kinks. They had that final that spurred. I mean, they had that challenge that spurred that whole fight between them and they later apologized and they worked it out. And now Jordan's her workhorse and blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I do think that the pressure of the final will trump that drama. So like, if the if you were to this to be another if this were to be another season and it was like people have already been partners against people who never have for the whole season I would be like okay it's a huge advantage have already been partners but just for the final Teresa and Leroy are so hungry that for that final I don't see them letting a petty argument get in the way of them finishing as best as they could exactly I would say if one of them were a pretty weak competitor and they kind of had to be dragged along I would say that could be a really big problem that they didn't really get to work together, but because they both are pretty strong competitors and they're not, no one's going to be like, like wanting to quit or like laying down and stuff like that. I think they can, they can work past that. Um, so then they get to the final and is that okay to jump to that? So yeah, no, go right in. what do you, I think the way Jenna's talking, if Jenna could take third place money by bailing on the final, hundred percent. final now, if she was Aubrey, she would take 100%. It. <laughs> she would be like 30 grand. I'm, out of here for 15 grand and then we can tj's tj's summary in north mythology there was a creature who demanded respect by trying to get from people getting on the land or something like that this creature is and i expected him to be like you've never heard of it but this is the creature this creature is a troll TJ is the best. That's great. He was like filling up all this mythology to lead to a troll. It's like we all know what a troll is. <laughs> um, and this is what I love. It's like trolls create roadblocks. In honor of this, you will do the same thing you always do in every single challenge, which exactly. is perform tax, tasks at checkpoints. <laughs> like they're trying to make this specialized, which they've done in the past, but it's just kind of like. Drop the specialization. This is their first time in Norway. It's not like the entire season was filmed in Norway. It's one thing on Survivor when they like pay homage to the location and they talk about certain um, traditions of the island. But in this, like, they just flew you to Norway five seconds ago. You've spent the entire time bitching in the hotel room at each other. They did did sightsee. That could be very moving stuff. Questionable. Questionable sightseeing. (laughs) So... We get a, a re just a reminder for anyone is that first prize gets two hundred fifty thousand dollars, second seventy thousand and thirty, a modest thirty k. I mean thirty. Mm-hmm. Third place, a modest thirty k. Um, the end of this is they're going to have to scale Mount Slogan, which is five thousand and two hundred feet. Is that the least intimidating name for a mountain you ever heard in your entire life? Oh, I don't know. I was just like in awe by the picturesque views and for fifty two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, wait, shit, fifty two hundred feet. It's late. I'm tired. I've worked a full day. My life is so hard. Oh no. Okay, thoughts on that? What do you think about? I mean, I knew this from last season, and from whenever you don't finish, you don't get paid. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think third place if they don't finish should still get paid? Um. I, I, I think what I don't know about finishing, but they de- they should have to reach like a certain point in the challenge to get paid. Like maybe like you have to get to the mountain to get paid or something like that. But I'm perfectly fine with if the stance is either 
you get paid if you you only get paid if you finish or you just get paid for trying. I'd much rather them go the stance of you have to finish to get paid. But I do think there could be some type of middle ground they can operate in. I mean, I was struggling with this because I think like third place should just get money. Like you don't have to get votes to get money if you're in second place on Survivor, that kind of thing. But at the same time, it would be so easy for Jay and Jenna to quit right now and just get third place money. I don't think Jay would want to do it, but I think Jenna would quit if if she would get the money regardless. So I think yeah. this is a perfect example of why I could even see Devin quitting over yeah. it last season. She, she was more determined than Jenna, but I still think she would quit if she did, would still get paid. I also don't even think it's like kind of a an integrity thing. I think it's more of a just trying to create good television thing of, you know, if one team really is that bad, there's no, unless there's, you gotta have some type of incentive to be watching them when they're doing it. And the incentive is, oh, will they finish to get paid? If Jen and Jay are just sucking and they're finishing third and no matter what happens, they're finishing third and they're getting their money, then there's no point of even showing them in the final. But now at least there's an incentive to see how they're doing. You know, agree. I mean, I don't think anything that had to do with integrity. I think it was literally like to keep it from even two teams bailing for the final. I mean, these finals are crazy. Like why, if you knew you could get 15 grand for just existing and not risking your life or being miserable, like Jenna would take it right now. So I think that would be really boring if they just quit right away. So I totally, I think overall it's the lesser two evils to just like have you force finish. Um, so the first leg of this is helicopters to jump into the water, to swim to a kayak, to then paddle 10 miles just to get to the first checkpoint. 10 miles. That's really far, isn't it? Which is why I had such high hopes. Like, I was explaining this at work today. I was like, oh, my God, that's only the first checkpoint. And then when he reminded me that it's just one episode, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll, maybe um, it's a red herring and I'll be it'll really be an epic final that they can just condensed into one episode. I mean, kayaking, kayaking 10 miles seems pretty epic. It's just like a half of the first leg. So um, we'll see. Well, then it'll really just come down to what the checkpoint things are because them just running and running to the checkpoints won't be that good. I'm curious to see what they do at checkpoints. What type what of puzzles, was the challenge? what type of eating, stuff like that. What was it? final where they had to basically do legends of the temple Leg- legends of the hidden temple building like the shrine of the silver monkey rivals, rivals <laughs> that was the word <laughs> there's there the this circle. great shot of cc holding the, the monkey when he <laughs> um this is really pisses me off is jordan's doing all this like fake heroics like i'm gonna do everything possible to get her the money like give her all the money and then i'll feel like you're a hero i don't think you should do that but it's like you're making it like working for her. It's like this, when in Top Chef or in another show, Project Runway, where they bring back eliminated contestants to help you. Like Jordan's acting like that. Like he has no vested interest in it. He's just going to do it to help Sarah. But that's not true. You still win $125,000. So like you're not a hero. Just it's not like Jordan's like won a bunch of these before. Like he's never won either. I'm sure he wants to get a win under his belt. I just think he's really trying to rebuild his image. And it's just that's fair. It's not working on me. Um, question. Um, the order of jumping. So Sarah and Jordan get to decide who jumps in the helicopter. How much of a head start is this? Do you think? I don't. I really hope it's not much at all because that I don't think that would be fair. That all this like because I don't think they really do anything like that where the power couple from the going into the Why final has any type of before? head start. Yeah. So I hope it's just like they drop in the next helicopter comes in and it's like a minute or two at most. I hope Didn't- that's the case. Didn't they do something like that? 
I feel like that's been done before, I but know. I'm hoping it's not. I mean, I don't think it's ever been decisive, and I hope it's not decisive. I think they've done stuff like that, like in the middle of the final, where it's like whoever gets there first then gets a head start after they sleep or something like that. Well, that's like the if, stationary bikes from last season, yeah, but I feel I, like they've done maybe. some. Some know. sort of ordering. I just I I like, I want the start. final. I want the final just to be a clean, just heads up battle. Um, Edward Morris, and this is in response to you. You tweeted about the prize money for um, yeah. Are You the One versus the prize money for the challenge. Yeah. So, Edward Morris, is this the reason why Are You the One? The Are You the One cast splits a million, and the top prizes this season are about half that because all the extra stuff producers do. For example, flying out the extra team, private helicopters, etc. My thought is, I mean, I tweeted back at you that, like, the production value of the challenges on Are You the One are, like, five cents a pop or five dollars a pop. Actually, the only reason it was a dollar sign is because there's not a cent sign available in the keyboard on my iPhone. Come, Come on, Apple. Get with it. But, no, I mean, I think that that's... That's probably... You may disagree, but that's... When I was looking at this shot they got of the three helicopters flying over Norway is like they spend a million dollars on the production value of this right. and then they just give whatever left over to the competitor. Yeah. And I think someone else tweeted this meet also. I think they're also spending a lot of that money on insurance policies for okay. making them do all this stuff. So that's probably where a lot of the money is going to also. As long as they're still getting the cash they want and they're also paying the like Johnny Bananas gets paid whether or not he wins right. and are you the one contestants That's are not true, getting so. paid previously yeah. I mean don't get me wrong that, like them getting more money does nothing for me I just well was curious that oh yeah of course I mean it just I'd, 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 I'd much rather them spend the money on making the show better than giving it to these people who win so yeah it's worth talking about um, Logan Messenger with Sarah Jordan Leroy Teresa and Jay and Jenna competing in the finale what are your predictions for final placements I, I think this could be one of the closest uh, first and second place finishes we've had. I think Teresa and, and Leroy and J- Jordan and Sarah are really super duper close. And it's just a matter of, like Teresa and Leroy were saying, if if the, if, if the swimming puts them in such a big hole, then we'll have to see. But I think the rest of it should be really close. And I think I'd give an edge to Sarah and Jordan just because they have a clear advantage in one of the aspects. And I guess really in another, if you include like if there's some type of puzzle with Sarah. So I would say Sarah and Jordan are favorites and then Leroy and I, and then you're giving, I, I still give Jane Jenna no shot, but I mean, I, we'd be agreed both third. I think Zachary Zarnett Klein asked for percentages that I didn't pull, but I think if I, I'm going to give Jay and Jenna 1%, like I'm going to give them on the board, like 0.05. Like I'm not going to give them like a full chance, but they're on the board. They're still running the challenge. Like, they're, they're there. <laughs> they're in it. Um, I mean, maybe they'll just like break their ankles and Jay and Jenna win. Like that's a possibility. Um, no, but I think it's tough because I agree with Teresa where she says like at least the swimming's out of the way first. Um, and that can give them momentum to finish or like at least no, like swimming's not going to come and then they're going to be screwed and have no time to make up ground. I think it so depends on how the challenge is set up. If it is overnight, like they're not going to clock you the exact time you finish. Like they may give you a chance to make up time like they did last season on the stationary bikes and that determines your finishing or your starting for the next day. Um, I think that Sarah's endurance is questionable. Um, so I think Leroy and Teresa have endurance on Jordan and Sarah, but Sarah and Jordan are amazing swimmers. So it is dependent on what the rest of the challenge looks like. I know that if it was a foot race, I would put it on Teresa and Leroy, but I don't know about their climbing abilities. So 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really torn to pick a winner. I I just think because of the arc of the show that I said last week that it's Sarah and Jordan's story. I mean, yeah, Sarah and Jordan's story. I can't see Teresa and Leroy winning this just in terms of the integrity of the show. Like That would be yeah. so insane. It would be so bizarre if they ended up winning. I mean, that would be like something you can't look back on and be like, oh, look at episode five. They had Teresa and Leroy talking. The winners at it. They were obviously going to be paired together so they could win. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there couldn't really be a storyline for them, whereas there could have been for Jordan and Sarah. But that, I mean, that doesn't factor in who may win. It's just for the production of what we think could happen. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, I still give a slight edge to Jordan and Sarah, but it's it, it's really slight. I would say it's like fifty nine percent Jordan and Sarah, forty percent Leroy and Teresa, and one percent. I think that's fair. Like it's, I I agree that I think it's. Sarah and Jordan, but it would not shock me in the slightest. I think I think the biggest thing for me is I think Jordan is the most equipped to do the best in a final. So I'll just go with like the best person, I think, and that and I'll go with Jordan. Um okay, so we have so many questions to get to and we have so little time. Yes. So your WTF moments of the after show. Because I that's what I wrote. There were so many WTF moments of the after show. Um one of the bigger things that like I mentioned before about Sarah saying with Bananas they're not really good friends, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, Jordan's look, the mustache and all that, that's a WTF moment, I think. Um, trying to leave Naya not really apologizing to anyone, just apologizing in general. And kind of getting a free pass from everything she's done as opposed to Sarah being viewed as like this horrible, cynical person. It's kind of bizarre. Uh, and once again, Zuri Hall is doing a fantastic job as the after show host. My WTF moments were, well, this isn't WTF moment, but the nail game was on point for the ladies who are checking out the nail game. Um, Naya questioning Sarah's moral, morals, law. Jordan saying that she was, he was Sarah's workhorse from day one. Why was there a whole scene about them, like, fighting? Then why did Jordan even have an opinion? Or why was Jordan bitching about Sarah, WTF? And then I agree that Johnny and Sarah aren't friends. Like, amen, sister. Okay, that was the after show. Questions. Kristen Nahr, so sexual assault is instantly forgiven, but making an on-the-spot move to make a lot of money makes you a serial killer and the devil. Please help me out with this one. I I don't understand the vitriol for Sarah. I think a lot of it just has to come down to that she did it against Bananas, and Bananas' army is probably the biggest of all the challengers. Other than that, I don't I'm still don't get why is that controversial move? Like this was the clear move to make. It's 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 crazy to me. Crazy. Um one thing about the final is bananas like is trying to take credit for coming back when he says like if me and Nani didn't come back, they wouldn't have been in it at all. Would Sarah I don't give him credit for coming back because it's so lucky for him that he even came back. But would Sarah and Jordan have made it to the finals if Bananas and Nani didn't come back? I mean... That's me. Allie Lasher with a question. They would have because they won both final challenges once Bananas came back. So Bananas being back in the house, it made decisions maybe easier because they had another ally on their side, but Jordan and Sarah won both those challenges. They could not have been thrown in no matter who came back from exile. So they, well, in the last challenge, they would have competed against potentially what? Like, well, no, I don't know. It's hard. What's not yesterday's know, history? Exactly. <laughs> but to say that they were definitely not making a final is ridiculous because 
whether you want to, whatever the challenge was in Final Four, Jordan and Sarah had a very good chance of winning that, even to if there was no exile. So, to take any credit for them coming back from exile is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And once they, like, I've, I know, I'm a big Bananas fan. This was his worst episode I've seen from him in, in a long time. Nick Sabetta, do you think that everyone is actually just upset with the decision that Sarah made, or are they just playing it up for future for future seasons? Uh, I think they're all. I mean, I don't know what they'd be really playing up. What are they really playing up? No, I don't know if they're trying to either get cast. I, I don't know if he's suggesting that they're trying to get cast on future seasons by creating more drama, or if they want to be paired with Sarah for rivals. But regardless, I think that this is completely legitimate and stupid. Like, I think that they're actually being this mad, and it's stupid. Or they're trying yeah, to get airtime, right. which is even more stupid because it's negative airtime. Right. Yeah, I don't think. I think this is their legitimate reactions. Um, Nick Sabetta also, a couple of people brought this to our attention. Bananas posted this last night claiming he broke his ribs. The picture (laughs) actually came from a study on rib fractures. This isn't even really a question, but just Bananas posted an x-ray of two broken ribs saying the ex-battle elimination aftermath, and that was actually from a government study of ribs. So that's really pathetic and sad. Um, Andrew Kincaid, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a douchebag is bananas? Hint the correct response is 11. And then before I let you answer that, I'm just going to tell you that this is the crew that asked specifically about you. Jeremy Hamilton, um, I'm curious after this episode, I'm curious how this episode has affected Brian's man crush on bananas. Kevin Matthews, Allie, please ask Brian to defend his bananas love once and for all. ZZ Klein. I'm just making nicknames for you guys. Zachary's in a Klein. Um, oh, no. I'm jumping ahead because I just wanted to say ZZ Klein. Okay, so you've already addressed this, but final thoughts on Bananas. Your final opinion on Bananas this season. I think he had a bad day. I think he got really butthurt by Sarah's decision. Couple bad days. Yeah. Couple bad days. <laughs> well, he, he let this linger. He thought he had a final wrapped up. This is, I mean, they called him out a lot of times at the end of the show. This is his livelihood. He's banking on getting at least $1,500 from finishing first or second. And Sarah. Did you say $50,000? 50, 50 or 100000 if you finish first oh, or second. Oh, I said 50, 100,000. 50, 100. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm not making up numbers here. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think he just got really upset and took it way too personal and kind of forgot that this is a game. Like, the, the, the one that Bananas kept saying is like, you know, I wish Sarah would have told me that we weren't on the same team. You're not on the same team. You're with Nani. She's with Jordan. You're, the game told you you're not on the same team. So that bothered me. It's just This was not a good spot for Bananas and... Uh, I don't really know what else to say. This is not a good look for him, but so, I'm, st- I'm still a fan. Zachary Zarnett Klein says, how is Sarah throwing in bananas any different from bananas backstabbing Paula on the island? And um, bananas in an interview with MTV.com and probably a million other places, but MTV about how it was totally different. Paula still had a chance in the final. It was just, for anyone who didn't watch the island, um, basically Kenny... Evelyn, after being harassed by the Man Alliance, came back and had an opportunity to take a spot from someone who was left in the game. The obvious choice for her would have been Bananas. Kenny made a side deal with her and said, if you don't take Bananas' key, you can be in our boat, which would then basically have you win. Is that a fair summary? That, that's, that's fair, yeah. So, And the deal was that you come with us and instead Paula will go to the other team. And then, well, Dunbar was left in the game, too. So Paula takes Dunbar's key 
in the island, takes his spot, sends him home, and then Kenny makes good on this promise, and Paula is flipped out, devastated, I've been with you the whole time. Okay. Banana's reaction to this is a couple of things. He has said in interviews that Paula was... He, this was so many years ago and Paula was basically a rookie and, you know, we were so young. And then he also says Paula still had a chance to fight it out in the final and it wasn't like sending her home. Like she still had a chance. Okay. I don't think the boats were Kenny, Derek, Evelyn and Johnny versus Ryan. Who else was that? Robin. Was uh, Kellyanne still there maybe? I'm not sure if she was there or not. It, it, maybe. Was, it, it, was it was three girls, chance. Paula, Robin, maybe Kellyanne, it, another girl, yeah. and Ryan. And I rewatched the Island reunion today because I was like, I want to uh, understand research. what happened on the island before I accost Bananas about this. And Bananas said, quote, at the end of the day, it's a game. There's a lot of money on the line and it's all about money and all about winning. And I got to look out for number one. And the bottom line is... It was only $75,000. Now it's $125,000. And all of Banana's quotes at that time, I don't care how young you were, were, it's just a game. It's all about the money. This is complete hypocritical bullshit. Also, Paula had no chance of winning that final. You at least had a chance of beating Leroy and Naya. That was complete garbage and embarrassing. And I'm sad for him. That's it. That's what I have to say. Can't say it any better. I guess the only defense with the island decision versus this one is Bananas was doing it to literally keep his stance in the game, whereas Sarah was just trying to was already in the final and was trying to make things easier for her. No, but but uh, this is no defense. It's not even that because what Paula was screaming at him during the reunion is you could have kept yourself in the game and then put me in your boat anyway and screwed Evelyn. She wasn't your friend. You hated her. You literally abused her. What he did to her during the season was worse than had he just screwed her at the end. And Bananas at the time was like, oh, that was Kenny's decision. He just kept his mouth shut. It's not Kenny's decision. All right. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. They could have. They could have just screwed Evelyn over. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm fresh. I'm fresh, man. I I Um, forgot like the boat's teams weren't actually determined when they did that. That's right. Um, Anna Ryan was karma the real winner in this episode. Naya gets sent home from the horrible comments of behavior, but Anna Sanani get eliminated on the back of their pathetic behavior. Um, and Teresa gets a rightful chance at a final. Yeah. Um, I, I think Teresa deserves to be there. I hope not deserves, but I hope she does well. I think let's not forget what a crappy person Teresa was this season, but I mean, think, I the, thing of, the thing of it is this season, I, almost everyone was pretty crappy. So this is like the crappy people season. I can't speak for karma, but I feel like I got one. So <laughs> that's good enough for me. Um, let's see. Oh, Emily Zitterkop says West made a comment that this is the least athletic cast in the history of the challenge. Agreed. Disagreed. Did you read this article? I did see, I did see that article. Weigh in, man. Um, I think when the question was more directed to this is the weakest crap of girls. He's in the season because he said something like, uh, it's not that Teresa all of a sudden became a Goliath. It's just, she happened to be going up against a lot of Davids, uh, which I think is kind of fair. I think that's kind of like what we said going into the season that there weren't a lot of dominant women. It was just more, you know, equal women like, like Sarah and Nani and Teresa. They're kind of all on the same level. So, um, and then the one thing is Naya from Twitter, I'll cut this short, basically 
has tweeted and Instagrammed all these rants of apology. And I will say that she has done an okay job of of accepting responsibility. But she also said, like, words don't hurt me, but I know they hurt others who don't have a thick skin. I prayed on that at the time. Like, that's a backhanded apology. And she's not great at these apologies but one thing that's the most interesting read her twitter if you're interested in it paula also weighed in and is like pisses me off even now that bananas won't admit his action years ago were shitty now he knows what it feels like years later hashtag finally she tweeted like three tweets naya tweeted a hundred tweets um you can check in with her one thing i want to just raise here is Naya posted an Instagram today of this huge, long, annoying paragraph about apologies. And she said, I embrace my flaws and own up to my mistakes, which I make pretty often, lol. I just want you guys to know, regardless of how you feel about how I left this season, that I appreciate the unconditional love and forgiveness. That goes for the entire production staff as well. To know that they still have faith in me and the game and in life truly feels good. Again, thank you for supporting this season. Until next time. Does that mean that she's going to come back? Like, that production has been clear with her? Like, she's cleared with with production? Or am I reading too much into that comment? Hello? Oh, it was, I was on mute. My bad. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is not novel. Uh, what I was thinking was, uh, I think this definitely means that she's coming back. That she was probably told when she was kicked out, like, you just have to learn from this. You, you don't tolerate this, but He'll be back next season. Thoughts on that? Uh, I'm I'm fine with it coming back. I mean, it is what it is. I'm sick of the abuse. She offers nothing other than abuse. And I would rather see almost... I would rather see Jasmine than her. I'm trying to think of people I even said I was sick of. I would rather see Nani than her. Thinking of people I don't like. I just think that she hasn't offered any... She hasn't brought entertainment to the table without it being abuse. So I'm just like, okay, I, I'm not surprised they would bring her back, but I'm just not interested in seeing her again. Fair enough. That's all I got for you. That's all you got. Uh, just a small piece of news. I know we mentioned that the challenge is renewed, but uh, calls are starting to go out, I've heard. Uh, so hopefully filming may start for that in maybe like June-ish. So keep out your eyes for your challenge 28 on the, on the horizon. Um, and another bit of news I wasn't going to bring up, but I feel like we should give him his due is that sadly closure to his family. The autopsy report has come in confirmed for night who passed away. Like with all the drama of the challenge, we forget the like sadness that has come up this season and that it is confirmed that night did accidentally overdose of a combination of drugs and alcohol. Um, I saw them in the true Hollywood reporter, but I know TMZ, not the true Hollywood, the Hollywood reporter and TMZ also reported on that. Um, so just to give him his proper send off, we speculated on it in the past. I just wanted to confirm sadly. Okay. More exciting though, that calls some kind of any speculation or spoilers. Oh, very, very little. It's just, I think they, or the other going, they sent calls out to a wide net and then they kind of narrowed down from there. Well, they but, do that for like every show. Yeah. Yeah. So these aren't like the specific, like, all right, you're in calls. These are like, <laughs> What are your what are your availability calls? So, right. But at least it's a start, and no more no word yet on real world being back. So we'll have to wait and see. Are we really waiting? Do we really care? Like, I mean, I don't. I, you're I don't there. Care. You're not there. Real world. Yeah. I don't know. And Doesn't you probably won't. But I'll watch whatever 
MTV puts in its spot. Fair enough. Uh, next week, uh, not set, make sure your DVR is all set because it's a it's a big challenge night, three hour event. You got the shit they should have shown first at nine. You got the finale at ten, and then just to make sure they burn it all off in one shot, they got the reunion at eleven. So be prepared to spend uh, a whole night with TJ and the gang. Can't wait. Slumber party. <laughs> Sounds like a CBS sitcom, TJ and the Everyone's gang. invited to Brian's new apartment near the subway. Yeah. Man, I wonder if you make guys, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I had my, uh, my mic on, on mute. I was hoping to block it out. But that's, that's the story of that. Uh, you got nothing else, right? No, I'm good. Hashtag for this episode? Ugh, what have we even talked about? <laughs> <laughs> the second this is done, I like black out of everything we discussed. Uh, where's Norway? Where's Norway? All right. Fair enough. How Hashtag. do you spell Norway? I was spelling it, I'm going to be honest, W-E-E-I-G-H instead of W-A-L-R. Yeah. Not, where's Norway? Hashtag it. Spell correctly. Don't Please. do what I did. <laughs> Please spell correctly that. Actually, no, it would be better. Should we, should we have the hashtag with spelling it wrong? Make it very clear right now. <laughs> the correct spelling of where is Norway uh, for this episode. We'll be back next week. I think the plan for us is we're going to do a finale wrap-up and then do a, the reunion on its own special show. So just to give closure to this uh, season, that will do it for the – oh, but, but you can follow me on Twitter, at Bus Drivers are Out. You can follow you. I'm just kidding. I'm here. You follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you like me. Don't cover up my plug. No, you Sorry, can go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You could follow me at Lash Tweets. L as in, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, subscribe. Rob has website.com slash challenge That's iTunes. R as in, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we will be back next week for the finale. Uh, Want to give any final, final, final prediction? Say name right now. Who's winning? I feel like we both are going to say Sarah and Jordan are going to win, but I would be happy with a Teresa upset. I think we can all agree. I still have a dog in the ring. I still have. <laughs> You're halfway there. I'm officially <laughs> out. Bananas and I did not win. Lira, uh, Teresa may get you half credit. So I am the horse in the race. Wes was the jockey. The maybe, jockey. Wes, maybe Wes will be one of the trolls they have to defeat during the final. That would be nice to us. Uh, until next week, have a good one. Bye.